Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. PartnerVest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security. Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. Contact us at info at strategicinvestorradio.com and go to our website to hear podcasts of any and all of our interviews and shows, strategicinvestorradio.com. I'm Charlie Wright. Today is August 21st, 2015, and we're talking with Peter Turk of Turk Capital. Uh, Turk Capital is a commodity trading firm a CTA, and they're an RIA, a registered investment advisory firm, and Peter talks to us from their headquarters in Summit, New Jersey. Peter, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Thank you, Charlie. Glad to be with you. So, Peter, uh, I I, uh, know that you're a graduate of Dartmouth and that you have a JD Law degree from Rutgers uh, Law School. How did you get into, how did you end up in the world of finance here? Quickly, I, when I got out of college, I, I was trading equities, and uh, it was about 1990. And um, I figured, given computers, uh, equity trading wasn't going to be that exciting because you could time and stamp everything and, and automate everything. You know, in, in a sense, I was right about that, but it took about 20 years uh, for stuff to get automated. So I really liked the idea of finance and markets. And I thought uh, if I went to law school, I would get come back into the world of, of markets and finance in a slightly more interesting area than if I just went from equity trading, got like an MBA or got another equi- equity trading job. So, uh, you know, I never intended to leave the world of markets and finance, and I just thought law school would be an interesting um segue. Okay. Well, I don't know how interesting it may have been, but it was certainly a, a different segue here. So tell us about Turk Capital, what you guys do, how you do it, how you're unique, and the like. Okay. So Turk Capital is uh, based 100% on a partnership with TrimTabs. TrimTabs is a research firm that's in Northern California. It's been in business since 1990. And the Turk Capital strategy is based on uh, the TrimTabs the trim tabs demand index which is a 21 factor regression model on the S&P 500 by the way uh peter uh, we have interviewed charles biederman uh, uh the founder and uh, chief investment officer of trim tabs on this show so our listeners may well have somewhat of uh, knowledge and basic understanding uh although probably very basic of uh, of their firm and their strategy so we'll keep going here and i and i and i think what what makes us unique, um, or certainly what make, makes us effective, is that the model is completely objective and it's completely systematic. And really what it's looking at, it, because it's a regression model, it looks at 21 factors and compares them to 
the long-term average or the norm and say, are these factors normal or are they exceptional? Um, and based on how exceptional they are, the model looks at it and says, okay, when these factors have been this far from normal, what has the S&P 500 done historically? When they combine all those factors, it, it becomes a very good predictor of what we call medium to long-term S&P performance. So you invest only in the S&P 500 through the futures market. Is that it? Uh, that is correct. S&P 500 only. Uh, we have a managed futures program uh, where we use uh, S&P mini futures. And we've recently begun a managed equity program where we invest in S&P 500 ETFs, so the levered ETF as well as the short ETF and the SPY, and that is designed to distribute through RIAs. Okay, and you are long and short and leveraged? Correct. We, so our, we, have, we actually only have four positions. We're always in one of four positions, and they are either double long the S&P 500, single long the S&P 500, in cash or short one times the S&P 500. And uh, we find that those positions, because they're simple and straightforward, we don't tend to overtrade it, and it fits in very nicely with trying to catch what we call the, the medium to long-term moves in the S&P 500, which you can think of that as like the 30-day moves. I see. So that was my next question. What time periods do you deal with? So you look at the 30-day moves? What, what our model does really well it looks at investor behavior. So when you get news and headlines and changes in sediment, and like you've seen in the last couple of days with, with China, commodity prices, the question is, is it noise? And is it a temporary pullback in the market and the market's going to continue to go higher? Or is it a real signal that things are changing and it's different? What's great about the model is it's systematic. It doesn't have any emotions. So it looks at these 21 factors and says, we don't care about the headlines. We really don't even care about the market action. We care if these 21 factors which describe investor behavior change. So we're not going to react until we see investor behavior changing. And I think that that's the key to the model, separating the, the signals from the noise. So what that means is, in the medium to longer term, we have some great, uh, we have some, you know, uh, outperformance, excellent numbers. But what we are not is a macro fund, which is if a headline came out that oil went down two bucks, uh, we're not going to react to that because we're not a discretionary macro fund. We're going to wait to see when our model runs daily, is that changing investor behavior enough for us to say, oh, this is a different investment environment and uh, we're no longer bullish on the S&P, which we currently are. Oh, you're currently still bullish on the S&P? Correct. Well, you're a brave man this week. Brave man the last two days. <laughs> right. But, you know, um, this is a good example of what's good and, and um, good about our strategy, which is we, we would say this is noise, uh, and this is a temporary setback in an ongoing uh, bull market, and we'd expect uh, equity appreciation. But it also reflects what investors um, have to be prepared for, which is, uh, because it's an equity-based product and because we're, we're at times long and sometimes levered long, there are times where you have uh, you know, periods of short-term volatility. You can't get out performance uh, without some, some short-term volatility, right? We learned yeah. that. Otherwise, it no wouldn't question. be true. 
Okay. And so uh, tell us, Peter, the, the market is typically up uh, about two-thirds of the time. So uh, is that what one should expect in your investment strategy, that you would be long about two-thirds of the time, uh, maybe neutral a portion of the balance, and then short a portion of the balance? Yeah, it's a very good question. And the way the numbers work out, we are some version of long approximately two-thirds of the time. About, I think you're just about right. And then the other third is split between um, cash and being short. Now, when I describe that, I just want to make sure we're clear. Um, that's based on Trim Tabs has been publishing this model daily since September of 2008. So what I just told you was based on their paper trading of this on a real-time basis. Plus, we've had real capital invested in the strategy since last April. But the answer to your question is roughly it correlates uh, with the market pretty nicely, about two-thirds, one-third. I think whenever you invest in a strategy like this, you want to make sure you make money for the right reason. And what I mean by that is we're, we tend to be long and levered long. We could Our numbers could look good just by being long or levered long the market. But one thing that I did uh, when I st- when, when we went into a partnership with TrimTabs, is looked at the performance of the S and P while the model was in each of its positions. So it looked at the S and P when the model was short, when it was in cash, when it was single long and double long. The results of that exercise really corroborated that the TrimTabs model adds quite a bit of value. Meaning, the worst performance of the S and P that what we that I saw is when the model was short. When the model was in cash, the S&P was slightly slightly less than flat. It appreciated, it appreciated nicely when we were single long, and it had quite a bit of appreciation when we were double long. So the model outputs what you'd want the model to be to, to, uh, to give you some comfort. It's making money for the right reason. Okay, and, and those are certainly uh, valid and important points. About how many trades do you expect to make uh, per year, let's say over a three-, four-, five-year period of time? Yeah, it's a good question. The, the average comes in around 25 trades per, per year, so it's only a couple position trades on average per month. But the trades are are lumpy, meaning uh, there's long periods where we don't make changes, and then in certain months we make a lot of changes, could do could, could trade as many as 10 or 15 times a month, and that's for two reasons. The first reason is the model tracks 21 factors, so when there's volatility in those underlying factors, there's going to be more volatility in our model, right? And uh, right. Those, those factors move around when the market moves around sharply as well. Um, second reason is the way we do the model is we, we create an index from 0 to 100, and we have a trading strategy that says, hey, when the index is above 75, we're double long, 50 to 75 long, 25 to 50 cash, below 25 short. So in a sense, we've created these artificial barriers at every 25 points on the index. So the, the two things that will cause a lot of for us to do a lot of trades, number one, if there's market volatility, like I said, and the second thing is if we just happen to be near one of these inflection points where at 76 we're double long the S&P, but at 74 we, we're single long. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Peter. We, we appreciate that. We need to take a short break. We'll be right back. We're talking with Peter Turk of Turk Capital out of Summit, New Jersey, listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, and we'll be right back. 
According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. And now back to Charlie and his guest. Thank you, Paul. We're talking with uh, Peter Turk of Turk Capital out of Summit, New Jersey. Uh, Peter, I uh, got a question for you here on the uh, trim tabs um, uh, strategy that, that you're working. What you've basically done is you've reduced, if not eliminated, market risk, because even if the market drops, you can be profitable in this. But you have created manager risk. So what can you tell us to give us comfort and confidence that an investor is better off to take on the manager risk rather than to live with the market risk that most of them are living with and are used to? It's a very fair question. You know, there's a there's a myth about you can't time the market, so why are we bothering? I can tell you I would advise all investors is to look at the performance and make a decision for themselves to see if the model works. I will tell you, since we started last year, at the end of uh, the last month, which is July, we were at, in our managed futures product, net of all fees, up about 19%. The S&P was up about 14%. And even uh, during that fairly limited period, which about a year and a half, we saw several times where our, our model changed position uh, at the right time, got out of equities at highs, and then also put us back into equities at opportunistic times, which led to that outperformance. So I would say, you know, the numbers have to work. It's, it's a great story, but if the numbers don't work, people should not invest in it. But not only have the numbers been working so far, um, it also we can point to specific examples where we, where I say the model, timed sales and purchases back into the market well. You know, we mentioned... So, so, the, so you know, our premise really is, yes, you can time the market, um, but I think I mentioned before, you, you can't have the best of all worlds, where you can't have uh, no short-term losses, no short-term volatility, and beat the market. So what we really offer is uh, outperformance of the market. At times, we go to cash and go to and get short, so we're either a hedge or a potential hedge. So those are the two big benefits. You know, most hedges or, or potential hedges cost money versus the index. We actually make money versus the index. And what investors have to put up with is there's some short-term volatility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and we all have to live with that. And like I, 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 I talk to people, I say, look, you see this particular movement right here? When the market has done that in the past, let's say 72% of the time, it's gone up from there. And 28% of the time, it's gone down from there. So it's never 100% of the time it's gone up and or 0% of the time it's gone down. So we're going to be wrong a certain percentage of the time. But uh, you stay with it like you're talking about, and it works. Now, right. why are... Uh, jump in one sec? Sure. I think that your, your point is a great one, which is this is when equity investing is difficult. 
right? And this is when it's hard, you know, not to look at losses and stick with it and things like that. What our strategy offers is a systematic, uh, a data-based mathematical system that tells us, is this the time to, to bail because this is the big sell-off, like, like, you know, 2008, 2009, or is this just one of you know, half a dozen pullbacks in within a bull market like we've seen over the last five years. And that's exactly the what I think the benefit of this of our model is it's giving non emotional, objective, data driven answer to that question. And that's a great point because uh, most of us our emotions are our are our biggest enemy. Uh, a question for you here, Peter, why do you invest why are you either a hundred percent either in or out of the market. Why don't you move in increments of 25 or 50% or something? Good question. And and also, you can ask the same question on our index. Like, why do we only have, you know, another way of saying it is why do we only have four positions? And that is, it gets back to the idea that our model is good at predicting the medium term. Uh, it's predicting the direction of equities. But it's not so good and so uh, surgical that we could say, oh, the opportunity is to add another 10 percent, another 20 percent. Trying to be too precise uh, in those incremental uh, investments actually would take away from the performance as opposed to adding to it. So I think we we try to be uh, realistic about what we do well and, and not try to do stuff that's beyond what we do well. Because we would find that we'd be putting on these 10% extra positions, taking them off maybe for a loss. Put them on, take them off, put them on, take them off. We like to, and our model incorporates some averaging periods in the data itself. So it's been optimized such that if we see a change in investor behavior and we're in a different climate, uh, in different investment client, it's likely to stay so we're not, uh, you know, trading over trading in and out uh, based on our own signals, which would actually cost some money, as opposed to to uh, increase the performance. Okay, so tell us a little about how would an investor invest with your program? Uh, well, that's a that's a great question. We are registered with the NFA for really any investors who can invest in managed futures. Uh, and like I mentioned, we also have a there's a hundred thousand dollar investment min- minimum in the managed futures, mostly because the S and P E minis are, are worth about a hundred thousand dollars, and you can't buy less than one of them for each client. We also have a managed equity product. I mentioned it's the same strategy, but using um, S and P ETFs, and there the, the the account minimums are fifty thousand. You can contact and now you can contact us for more information. Our website is TurkCapLLC.com and all kinds of information there. You know, it's really depending on what type of account. Um, If clients are familiar and comfortable with futures and want some leverage, there's leverage available in futures. Depending on how sophisticated they are and where they're more comfortable, we help steer them to what is the, the more appropriate. Uh, product for them. Okay, and you have a relationship with uh, Capital Trading Group. Tell us about that, would you? Yeah, we work with Capital uh, Trading Group out of Chicago. They're an introducing broker. They help uh, interface with between us and clients and help raise money for us. And are, we've talked to many introducing brokers, and we feel that they're very, very strong, very, very ethical, uh, great people. Depending on the what type of client, how we access the client. Some of the clients will actually find us 
or actually will be onboarded to our program through Capital Trading Group. Okay. And no question about it, uh, Nell Sloan at Capital Trading Group, any friend of uh, Nell's is a, a friend of ours here, uh, Peter. So great to hear. So, Peter, a question we always ask uh, uh, during these interviews is uh, what keeps you awake at night? So the nature of our strategy, because it's purely systematic, what keeps me awake at Mike uh, at night is if if there's another event in the world that's sort of outside of the market functioning, uh, the market dynamics. And what I mean by that is, a, you know, a cataclysmic terrorist type event that our, you know, our model uses some averaging. It doesn't react immediately. So if that were to happen, you know, I, I, it wouldn't give our model enough time to observe the changes in investor behavior. And so uh, the nice thing, though, about our managed accounts is each of the accounts is owned by the investors, and they can give us instructions to say, hey, if you guys think that there's a cataclysmic event um, that's beyond the normal market function and the market's not going to be able to absorb it and handle it and, uh, you know, and, and, and hopefully we won't see another one of those events, we, we do work with clients and keep standing orders. And, you know, Charlie could say, hey, Turk, if this happens, the first thing I want you to do is get my position to zero because I don't want to play this game because your model, which is based on normal market functions, is not going to work for the following five or ten days because something happened that's so beyond the, the normal workings of the market. Yeah, and, and that makes valid sense, no question about it. And we appreciate you being honest about uh, that point about what keeps you awake at night. A uh, second question we like to ask is, what book on investing would you recommend to our listeners? I would recommend Too Big to Fail, uh, which um, I think is interesting for two reasons. Number one is if if supposedly the very smart investment bank and investment bankers couldn't manage capital and liquidity and balance greed without going under. I think there's there's a, a direct lesson for all investors to learn on that. And I would say the other part of that, given that I used to work at big banks myself uh, and be in derivatives, is the, the concept that some of these smarter, very senior people at banks didn't even understand some of the structured products that they were investing in. So as individual investors, I think, again, there's a nice lesson to be learned from there, that if you're going to do something that's not perfectly plain vanilla, uh, it's really important to understand what they are. And when you combine the two, if it's not perfectly plain vanilla, uh, you better make sure you don't invest too much in it. Yeah, no question about it. Well, thank you very much for that. And that's a book we haven't heard before, so we appreciate it. So give us your contact information again, your email address, and your website. Yeah, uh, the website is, is TurkCapLLC.com, T-U-R-K-C-A-P-L-L-C.com. I am Peter at TurkCapLLC.com, and our phone number is uh, 908-598-2130. You know, we offer complete transparency, complete information, and, you know, we'd love to, we'd love to work with uh, potential investors. Um, I would appreciate it. Uh, anyone who's interested. Okay, Peter, thank you very much. And Peter, final words for our listeners here. On a personal basis, and this is from how I got into it, I think it's really helpful to have a systematic, data-driven approach to when you make the big decisions in equity markets, you know, when, when to stay in, 
when to buy more, uh, when to get out. And uh, if you don't do necessarily do that on all your portfolio, having that system in place on at least a portion of your portfolio I think could be extremely valuable, and that's really what we offer. Peter, thank you very much, and uh, you would not get any argument from uh, any of us here no, on, on that particular issue. So we've been talking with Peter Turk of Turk Capital, Commodity Trading Advisor and Registered Investment Advisory Firm in Summit, New Jersey. You've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, and uh, contact us at uh, info at strategicinvestorradio.com, or go to our website to hear podcasts of all of our interviews and shows, strategicinvestorradio.com. I'm Charlie Wright, and we wish you an enjoyable week and productive investing. You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science. Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with Partner Vest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of Partner Vest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. PartnerVest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security.